You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 189th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in sunny Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in the horrible, horrible Super Bowl land of Minneapolis. (laughs) This is Spencer in the brand new studio in Boston, Massachusetts. I apologize if I'm echoey because this room is not really filled in with uh, all the sound proofing and equipment that I usually have for this professional podcast. Spencer, it sounds like you moved. I move every day, Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Got to keep fit. it moving. I've got, I've got a, I've got a Fitbit. It keeps, Get your steps. Uh, keeps track of me. Lets me know where nice. I am. Lets uh, you know foreign adversaries know where I am. It uh, really keeps track of things. So, what's your? Is it a TSS? What is it? Your TTS score for today for walking around? Oh, you got a good uh, training score? Yeah, I'm up to like uh, usually 70, 80 uh, just on, a, on an average day. So I got that, a... Um, no, I don't actually know anything about that. Is that a big number? Are you making a big number up or is that a small number? It's a believably big number. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm impressed. Not I'm so I went impressed. to... Um, I went to hockey last night and I wore my Garmin GPS watch and it said I skated okay. eight miles. And then, um, which wow, and maybe, that's all at lactic threshold, huh? Yeah, like I- incredible. So, uh, you know, good times yeah. for me. And little guy, even better times for you, from what I can see, with the occupation of downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> and how is uh, how's life down there for you? And riding your bike around, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, it's busy. It's not fun. There's helicopters flying low and Humvees, and it's weird. And they got streets turned uh, just blocked off uh, you asked me this morning tim uh we were texting this morning and i i said they had some streets blocked off and then they blocked off more so i tried to go around the stadium today and they had 11th completely closed off so i had to what would have been usually a one minute little bop over to knock off a quick delivery uh turned into like six or seven minutes of having to ride basically back into the core of downtown and zigzag around the hospital it was oh, wow. totally yeah. worth it. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was. Now, um, with the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, lots of uh, fat biking also going on in downtown. So it's the hotbed of oh, cycling. Yeah. And uh, we have so much to discuss. And we're not going to even oh, get into the cops. big game. They got fat bike cops out, you guys. Really? Yeah, like, yeah. Because they're, they're trying to show how cool and... Uh, so it's like Pacific Blue, but Minnesota yeah. edition? Yeah, they're, they're, they're never out. And now they're out. I, they're probably telling people that they're out all the time just like you remember when the mall cops would stop you and you'd be like come on dude like everybody rides around the buses and they'd be like i'm down here every day every day i've never seen you (laughs) and you'd be like i work five days a week how is that possible and they'd be like i've never seen you and then you say look at my mall pass so Um, maybe like little guy i need to know more about these fat bike cops because it's maybe the best thing that i've ever heard 
I can't tell you more because they're wearing full face masks and they've got like goggles on and that, they might not even be cops. That's what I need to know. Vas- no, that is that is exactly what I'm looking for. I also want to know, yeah. have you gotten close enough to tell if they've got studded tires on the fat bikes? Because it is Minneapolis and it is cold. <laughs> it is cold. I have not. I surprisingly, uh, I've tried to steer as far clear of them as possible. Hmm. So no. Do you I've, think I've my distance. if you got in a bicycle chase, uh, a la rush hour situation with the fat bike yeah. police, that they could catch you, or do you think you could evade them? I think I could evade them. Particularly, I think I might have trouble with the fact that there's like 17 cops on every corner and mm. National Guard and like military helicopters circling sure, the town. Sure. I kind of feel like I want to know. I'm just focused on the, the fat bike cops, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd outrun them, and and I'd. I'd probably purposely get caught by a cop in like a car so that he could, you know, make fun of the fat bike cops. And mm-hmm. at least I get a little satisfaction while he like, you know, so, broke my bike in half and stuff. Do you think the uh, regular mountain bike cops, mounted police make fun of the fat bike cops? Mm-hmm. Or do you think the fat bike cops are the, uh, are the senior uh, officers uh, in that situation? <laughs> I think they're probably the same cops. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I mean, so, I assume they just pull those out and they they get those Smith and Wesson Trek mountain bikes or whatever the heck so, they ride out. Now, do the Smith and Wesson Trek mountain bikes still exist in downtown Minneapolis? I remember oh, seeing yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, that's no, they always ride those. That's yeah. all. It, there aren't the Dans anymore. I don't know where the Dans are. There's some other cops down there now in the summer, but yeah, they still got the their, their well, gun and bikes. The, and the tires, at least on a fat bike to a regular mountain bike, are what like ten psi. So like they're about appropriate for what they used to ride it at. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know what a fat bike cop arrests you for, like crimes against fat bikes or fat bike crimes, yeah. like crimes on fat bikes. Oh no, it's probably crimes against fat bikes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like so somebody somebody making fun of fat bikes. Yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know. They're just sort of cruising well, up and down. Uh, yeah, they go like down six and they go down seventh. They go so down you're getting, six, they go down. You're down getting down. a lot of visitors in from outside of the Minneapolis area, which is the birthplace of the fat bike. So there's a lot of fat bike pride there. So I could see that yeah. being plausible. Yeah. Well, and I then, feel like Surly must have paid him off to do it. There is something important here. I mean, fat bike police does sound like we could probably make a really good um, Hollywood uh, or mm-hmm. like a, a TV show pilot about this, mm-hmm. like yeah. fat bike yeah. police. And then. You know, they make fun of the like you were getting at, like they make fun of the mount- the mounted patrol, or they make fun of like the one cop that rides a road bike. Like, oh yeah, nice spandex, right? Yeah. And then the the fat that bike would... guys are in uh, in uh, some baggy shorts. Yeah. yeah, I mean they are. I would love a road bike cop. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but but like in the TV show, he would show up with an arrow helmet on that would that have the siren on the back, and it would say like police, and then yeah, it'd be really cool. I I would like it'd be it'd be hilarious. I mean, because you see the bike cops occasionally in the summer, like on the Greenway or on the you know river roads around here. Um, but they're, again, they're on the mountain bikes, and I they're not going to have any luck if say a sexy Adam flies by on his Cervelo P three. Um, they're not catching him. There's no way. He's way too arrow. So now the Super Bowl. Last was in Minneapolis twenty one years ago or something like that, right? Twenty years because this is Super 92. Bowl. So this is Super Bowl 24? 20, I don't actually know. Okay. So roughly 24 years ago, the biggest alley cat of them all started. And we get tweets all the time about talking about more f- fixed gears and all of that. 
little guy, the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Are you racing this year, the night before? And is it in the city of Minneapolis, or are they just going to put it in St. Paul? It, as far as I know, and I don't know anything, <laughs> it's in Minneapolis. So it's the usual register at one-on-one. That's where it's starting. I am probably not going to be doing it, and that's all I know. <laughs> wow. So will a stop be within the uh, the green zone? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. I mean, yeah, will there be a grumpy stop? Because grumpies would be basically uh, like a half block out of the like secure zone. Um, oh, wow. So probably... I'm sure. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure the someone will get arrested. Are you yeah. working a stop? No, I am not working a stop. You want nothing and, to do with it. As a three-time winner, you want nothing to do with it. I'm a two-time winner. Oh. Maybe I won once as like top. I probably won as top mess, but I won twice. I'm okay. Not claiming the others, but I, I was probably top messenger other times. Um, mm. I, I also uh, I also was top uh, Minneapolis finisher for the yellow uh-huh. bag in the super in the Super Bowl. Uh, How'd you do in that one, Tim? So let's get back to the fat bike cops. No, wait, wait. Um, we should, we should, we, we, if we haven't told everybody out there, there was a year where um, it was super cold, super, mm-hmm. super cold, and me and super Spencer cold. went one, two, yeah. like, uh, like frostbite inducing cold. We went, we <laughs> two went or down under. It was... So the plan for this race was for all three of us to ride together. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, uh, we were wondering where's Tim. Tim went straight to the finish. And was out of the race. Me and Spencer toughed it out like the real hard men racers that we are. It was single digits. Single digit day. That was probably a three-hour race, 40 miles through the city. And, uh, yeah, it was brutal. And uh, Immediate DQ. Yeah, immediate DQ. I left. It was too cold. But let's get to the the time. Next year, though. Let's get to the time where Spencer attacked us. No, I was going to say the next year we tried to we we actually banded together. We were sort of a quick step ish team here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got together, but Spencer played the Nikki Terpster role, mm-hmm. where right at the end, we, you thought we were all still working together. We we're going to take this to the finish. Spencer goes long, goes for the long Terpster time trial attack. Yeah, like the Judas that he is. I knew we couldn't <laughs> trust him because me and Tim are both Belgian and he's he's Dutch. And I just I just felt a little it's, uncomfortable. It's worlds, baby. Like, what are you gonna do? Uh, like, but and uh, we we caught you. Was, it didn't quite not, work. Not but only did we was, catch him, I sacrificed. I remember looking at you, little guy, yeah. and looked yeah. eye to eye, man to man. And I said, "Little guy, get on my wheel." I was willing to sacrifice <laughs> everything. So Spencer yeah. would not beat us to the finish line. I'm pretty, for his, I'm pretty his sure. His Judas attack yeah. where he it was a sneaky move, tried to sneak across the Plymouth Ave Bridge instead no. of going to – or Hennepin Ave Bridge instead yes. of hitting you and Hennepin, Central. And we yeah. went third maybe? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was sneaky. Um, I didn't like it at the time, but now I was like, eh, good move. It was a good <laughs> move. Play. It was a quality it was move. Yeah. All right. So, it definitely it definitely inspired me and Tim probably to ride faster than we would have if it was all three of us at the end because we were like, that – that's son of a oh, oh my god! Oh, I'm gonna yeah. get him. <laughs> yeah, I was I was so angry. I was so uh, angry. But uh, but, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, long Super Bowl Super Bowl diversion. <laughs> yeah, so let's get right into the big news that was released today. Big news! I'm on sure. Zwift, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Big Wait, news. What? Hang on. What? Big news, everybody! I filled out the forms, punched in the digits, and I tried it. And somebody, I think, said hi to me, and I don't know how to wave or say hi back. And so I'm sorry, because something popped up at one point, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm too far away from the computer to do anything. Yeah. Uh, Zwift's weird. It is weird. 
I feel weird about it. I feel a little uh, confused about. It. I think maybe it's good. So, but what are you? What now, are you confused by? Yeah, I got mixed emotions on being on Zwift. <laughs> part of it, uh, it's part of. So when you first get on, you guys know this, and I'm sure I, every, all the people that are listening have seen it. But if you don't, first get on, you like your little avatar suddenly just jumps out into the road mm-hmm. and starts riding, and there's just people everywhere, and it's weird because you're like, oh, cool, I'm I'm riding. And you sort of have the sensation of riding on like a bike path with uh, tons of other cyclists and no cars around. But then you just start going through people and 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 running into groups of mass riders and, and people go through you. And it f- it's really freaky. There's just people everywhere. And it, it's a sort of situation that if you just jumped into that in real life, I would probably just pull over and go, not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you – have you been wait? Like will you be able to wave at everybody? Like do you want to wave? Or, or have is you that, reached the Derek Lewis um, line that he talks well, about where he's like, if you're on the West Side Highway in New York City, you're not going to wave at the thousands of cyclists you see on that path. Well, there's a, too many people to wave at everybody on there, I think. Um, I don't know how to wave. So, do you know, I, what, guy, do you know what course you're on? Hang on. Little guy, first things first. The wave is the F2 key. So you just hit the okay. F2 uh, right. And you'll be good to go. How am I supposed to do that though? I'm so far away from my computer. No, I mean, you, I'm not then, even like you download the far, app. but like download the app and oh, have so it on I, your phone. Um, yeah, on my phone. Okay, beep, that's beep boop. You're done. I, I spend enough times uh, <laughs> downloading and syncing and and doing everything else. Oh, this that is I just high tech stuff for you. I know. Did you? What course did you do, little guy? I did Route Eight. I think. I don't so know. is that the? So you weren't on the Something. island where like you no, go through a tunnel because that would totally blow your mind. I think I went through a tunnel. Okay. I don't know. So I, I just, whatever was the thing that first popped up, I was like, I'm going to jump on 20 minutes, feel this out, see what it's like. Okay. So you just jumped in and, and did kind of a free ride thing where you just chose your own adventure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. what kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. what kind of trainer are you using, little guy? I got uh, one of them Kurt Kinetic thingamajiggers. Oh, okay. So you... I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe you can find a direct drive at, like, a bike swap. We're going to talk about bike swaps a little bit later, so maybe that's, uh, what, that's maybe. what you need. Well, so. anyway, I so you guys, I just want you to know I'm ready for when we do our, our slow ride, wide-angle podium rides. Um, I'm putting out some huge watts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set personal records. Well, yeah. On did, my one I'm ride. Sure. Did, did, you set your, did you set your weight at like 120 pounds? <laughs> no, I didn't. I set my weight. I guessed what it probably was. I'm either that weight or a pound or two heavier, so we'll see. <laughs> I have to go to my grandparents to use their scale. Okay. Um, I am definitely confused. So, I mean, it has some metrics, but it's like telling me watts and speed. And I don't really understand how it knows or thinks it knows. And I wonder if it's pretending they're bigger than they are. They probably are because the watts, they feel untrue. So, little guy, you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to dial that in a little bit. You're going to have to do one of those FTP tests and that's not going to be very fun. Oh, no, so I saw that on there, and and part of me, so the the real hardcore five six year ago, uh, bike racer in me, was like, yeah, I'm doing that, and uh, <laughs> the me of now was like, oh, I shouldn't do that. That'll be really depressing. And yeah. I, Tim, you did one of those last year, right? Yeah, it was horrible. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. then I stopped riding See, yeah. for five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's just gonna make me really depressed i'm gonna get it back and it's gonna say you could be a really good cat but, four and i'll be like oh no but the good news 
the good news is when we do these whiff rides, it's like a group ride, so you can put out less watts than everybody else, but we'd mm-hmm. still all ride together. It's going to be great. Well, We're going to record and the, it, and people yeah. like that aren't with us, they can watch it on YouTube. It's going to be fantastic. There's, there's like some fantastic stuff we're going to be doing here. No, that'd be fun. I, I'd say Zwift was really good for – I followed some dude around, which it felt weird. I was just trolling this dude, basically. Just yeah. Did you ask to draft him? And I felt – no, I didn't ask him because I didn't know how. Um, but I was just like, he's going – He's going fa- way faster than I am right now. I'm going to see if I can hang with this dude for 10 minutes. And it definitely made me work harder than I would work on the trainer. Yeah. You know, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, I've watched that a bunch of times on the trainer. It just doesn't make me do the efforts like I used to, you know? All right, you got me. All right. That's, um, let's get to the show, shall we? Okay, yeah. Oh, wait. Are we doing a show? Oh, my God. We're recording. All right. So um, All right. this week on the pod... Let's do a quick rundown. World Cyclocross Championships around the corner. Jeremy yeah. Powers. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, this past weekend, Katie Compton, Hooger Hyde, and then uh, maybe get into bike swaps. We got some listener emails. We got a review, some tweets. And most of all, top off the show, I'm going to get right to it. Little guy, our favorite rider of the professional peloton <laughs> is back, and he was on the podium in his first race. Back, even though it's not second a classic. Race. Valverde. Second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valverde's Valverde. back, baby. I guys, it's only been what six months since that horrific crash when he broke his kneecap, and yeah, I know people out there they talk all about the you know the doping rumors, his past uh, suspensions and all that. We have become fans like because of his tenacious style. I was pretty excited to see this. I know it's not the spring classics that we're all waiting for. I know it's not yeah. the Dubai training camp. I know it's not the training camp in Australia. But man, did it feel good to see Valverde out there again? It it was good, and those I I know we talked about a lot about uh, the real racing doesn't start till head folk and stuff, Spencer. I know you've got that line oh, yeah. drawn in the sand, but it was the was it was the four day Majorca Challenge or whatever. Yeah, that's I like I always like that set of races because uh, they're all you there get training. different teams for each race, and yeah. I, so one the big story obviously is Valverde back and he's good. And he's not a broken old man with no knees. But the other story for me is one, one of my favorite writers, Tim Wellens, won. And then the other thing is that Trek dominated and won three of the four days. Yeah. They might yeah. be on to some this year. Degenkolb won two days, and Dude with Unpronounceable Name won the other name. <laughs> uh, um, but that was, that was cool. I, that was some real racing. It was exciting to see. Now, uh, I got, it got me pumped again for the road season. So. I, I, I understand Spencer's line in the sand, February 24th with, uh, I think, Hetvoke. But it is like these appetizers, right? You're, it's like you're going into the restaurant and you, and you walk past the kitchen. It's like you're walking through buka to get to the table. And you, and you see all that great buka food in the kitchen before you sit down and you get the mm-hmm. smells. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you see the Cisco truck parked out front. Ooh, this is going to be good. <laughs> These are, yeah, there's no way you can convince me that a Mallorca challenge is not just a glorified training camp. Like, there is no possible but, reality but, in which... Spencer, how do you gotta, feel about But you've got to admit, though. there was quality on the podiums on all those days. It wasn't just total scrub sure, zone. Like, sure, sure, You had some good... And Johnny Moscon still not suspended on the podium one day. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Uh, yeah, I don't understand I, how he's still racing. Look, yeah. uh, Tim... I, Here's how I feel about Valverde. I, I I love his style. I'm glad that he's okay. It's good to see him back. But he is the Yaromir Yager of cycling. 
it may be one year past his prime. Oh, oh my God. Whoa. Spencer, you're lucky. Take. You're lucky I think that you're in Boston right now. Valverde's going to win all there. three Arjun's classics this year. I, <laughs> I, don't, I think the expiration date was last year. I think whoa. the tour was his big chance, and it was <laughs> his hopes were dashed at that time trial. Um, oh, and the guardrail. Right. To the listeners did. of the Slow Ride podcast, if you're on Twitter, I want you to go <laughs> to um, your Twitter account, and I want you just to at the Slow Ride Pod. Any picture of Yaramir Yager, you can find any of them. And just make sure you also tag at Spencer Howe in there, and let's just flood his Twitter timeline of Yaramir Yager gifts and uh, pictures of that amazing flow. But let's get back to the show. Jeremy Powers, the other big news this week. Jeremy Powers, long statement on his site. You guys know me. I'm I'm a stickler for details. What I saw was an announcement that Aspire Racing is ceasing to exist for next year due to a lack of funding and... Jeremy's saying that he's not going to be racing a full schedule and more than likely not returning to nationals. Is this a retirement officially for Jeremy or is this just the end of the racing program? Uh, it's a little of both probably. It's I think retirement. I think it's a retirement unless some magic money shows up in the next month or two. Would you say it's like kind How? of on par to like a, what page did at kind of the end like he's still there racing at some of the bigger races when he can get there but it's not like this is going to be Jeremy's focus well I mean we'll see I don't know what he you know he's always had so many other focuses and he he addresses that in his in his blog post um but I think he wants to give a lot back to the sport I think he wants to focus more on the jam fund team I think he wants to focus more on producing the behind the barrier stuff and and pushing cross in the media um which is all great but I think he can do that and still race at a high level in New England and maybe, you know, the mid-Atlantic kind of area without having to travel too far and no flights okay. across the country, definitely no flights to Europe. Um, but yeah, who knows if, if somebody comes up, uh, you know, with money to sponsor the team, maybe that does happen. I don't know. Now, you, you just said that he wants to give back so much to cross and promote. I mean, he's already mm-hmm. done so much. I think that we're all in mm-hmm. agreement and everyone else he's, you know, Thank you, Jeremy, for what he's done, especially behind the barriers, got us yeah. into it. Or, you know, it's reinforced my love for the sport. But um, the, the mm-hmm. biggest thing that he left off of that announcement that we will always have is he DJed our party in Louisville, yeah. Kentucky, which was probably the coolest thing when we welcomed the world to um, the Prime yep. Lounge in downtown Louisville. And there happened to be a bike race that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little something, so. a little teeny bike ride. It was good timing, you- and 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 still, uh, the the bouncer story sticks with me. Um, what was that guy's name? You know, you know Bourbon. him, Bourbon. Bourbon, Bourbon if you the ever bouncer. Get into the club, just ask for Bourbon. Yeah, um, but uh, when Sven Nice showed up to the party uh, with the Belgian entourage, and the crowd inside just lost their minds. Yeah. Bourbon told us afterwards, he was like, oh, I've, I've been here when Le- LeBron James has showed up. I've been here when Michael Phelps has been here and some other famous people. And I have never heard this bar lose its mind like you guys <laughs> did when Sven Nice showed up. Who is this guy? Like, he had yeah. no idea, you know? Yeah. It was amazing. And then, and then about 20 minutes later, he's standing by himself in the corner with no one talking to him. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, he was <laughs> too scary to go talk to him. He's a legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the so, only reason I, I, I shook um, Lars Vanderhaar's hand is because I literally ran into him and almost tripped over him. <laughs> and I felt like I had to play it off like I was I, trying to I, come say hi to him. Yeah. I threw out my shoulder catching Jeff Kabush 
jumping from the uh, second floor into the the, the dance floor <laughs> yeah. where we all yeah, we he's a serious surf. party animal. And then yeah. Yeah. ever since that night, did Zach McDonald ever show back up again at a cyclocross event? No, I think I think we uh, that was it. We made the joke that the Louisville 2013 foam party ruined uh, lives. I think that might be the one actual life that got ruined. Like he's never been uh, seen since. I miss yeah. that guy. All right, let's get into um, the next part of the uh, show. Hoogerhide, the last World Cup, the World Cup rankings were already all sealed with uh, Masane Kant and Michael Vanderpool taking the overalls. Katie Compton had a rough start at the start of the women's race, despite being in a front row. The, the opening circuit goes over a uh, flyover, and she got caught behind some uh, individuals that uh, couldn't make it up. She ended up fighting her way back up to fourth place on the start of the last lap and then finished in 22nd. Um, tweets and uh, Mark uh, Leg had put out um, that Katie had some breathing issues on the last – at the end. She also had a flat tire in there. Mm-hmm. So I think a pretty good race. Guys, my int- my interpretation of this event is this is actually a good thing for Katie to have a unsuccessful race one week before nationals. I'm a firm believer of world. Sorry, I'm a firm believer of like the uh, losing game, you know, three in the playoffs, like right yeah. before you clinch it, so that then you you kind of get it out of your system and then you just go on the sweep. I think that this is good. Mm-hmm. She's going to have much less pressure on her now, and uh, we're going to see a hell of a ride from Katie Compton this coming week. Do you think it's like that's what's been getting Vanderpool the last two years is he's been too utterly dominant and then he shows up to Worlds and he can't mm-hmm. he can't seal the deal because yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's too casual, too comfortable. Yeah, I mean, too... All right. Spencer, I guess, Spencer I what do you think it. of my opinion? Do you think there's some credence here? Like, how do you feel I, about Katie's chances? I, I'm going to do something I've never done before on this podcast, and I'm going to say yes, there is credence no. to your theory. Like, this is a this is a day of hot takes, I guess. Um, wow. But uh, but yeah, I I think Katie's going really really well. Uh, I think we've talked about that a bunch and and the reasons why she's going well because she's changed up her schedule and everything. But yeah, I don't think she needed to go super deep into the hurt locker this past weekend, uh, the week before Worlds. I think she just needed to get a hard enough ride in. You know, it's the last weekend of training. She didn't have to win that race. She's not you know the World Cup thing, not a big deal. And, uh, and and all eyes are on the prize, and I think this is good. Yeah. So, and then the other, and little guy, how do you feel, Katie? Uh, sum it up real quick, your opinions, and then we'll get into the women's race, which had a big impact on what's going to happen I at Worlds it. next week. So, oh, I don't how know. do you feel about Katie? I have no idea. I don't know. I hope she wins, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to think, man. I think the bigger story out of the weekend yeah. isn't really Katie's breathing issues, because I think that she's proven time and again to be world class. It's not Sané Kant really winning. It's Neff and PFP having a disastrous crash on the off-camber descent into mm-hmm. the little sand pit. Um, I was watching with my wife and, uh, and our son, uh, Hymar, and as we were sitting there watching the race, that crash like gave me breathless, like, oh, no, like, you know, like there was that impact. Um, so mm-hmm. they're both out yeah. going into next week. Well, is PFP? PFP out? I thought she was sort of maybe. She's, is she a maybe? She's, she's going to line up and she's going to race, but she uh, injured her ribs, yeah. so that's going to make it difficult. We'll see the extent of what that is. But, and uh, Jolanda I, I, Neff, I mean, oof. Yeah. Broken elbow, right? Broken elbow, broken was collarbone. And she was that's the one that seemed to be she... in better shape than PFP yeah. at the end. Like, she was... Hel- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In the quick no. uh, little guy... 
was anybody yep. at fault in that crash? And Spencer, anybody at fault in that crash? In your opinion, uh, was it just racing situation? No, I think it's just racing, especially those sorts of descents. Like sometimes, if you have the speed, like you can't really break. Yeah, you know, like you you just have to roll it and hope that the if the rider in front goes a little slow, like you just got to hope you get out of it. And obviously, she couldn't really like dive to the left because then you're taking some crazy ass line and yeah. that's going to result in yeah. something. So yeah, I, so racing I think, situation. I think it was definitely a racing situation. Both of them going for it. They maybe didn't need to be quite that aggressive or whatever, but I don't think there was any malice or anybody at fault. I think PFB tried to correct a little bit and we, that's when we saw the front wheel go and the actual crash happened, but it was going to happen regardless. It was, so. it was so much fun watching that race. It's yeah. a shame that I spent the first 16 minutes of that race trying to figure out if the UCI was going to screw them out of a fifth lap or not um, because of their, their track record here. Mm-hmm. And then I missed like, you know, Evie Richards and all like the actual racing to get up to Sané Kant. And it was, it was exciting to see PFP NAF. And then you would like catch back for the, 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 you know, Ooh, I think that's Katie Compton coming up. Great racing. I'm excited for that race more than anything next weekend at worlds. Men's race. I didn't watch it. I'm just going to assume Matthew Vanderpool won over Vout Van Aert. Yeah, he did. I only saw the last half, but yeah, he had a good <laughs> he had a good win. Um, and then uh, Michael Van Tornout though had a really good ride. Um, Any? What about the Americans fighting with Sweek? Hyde was twenty. I don't remember. He's down a little bit. It wasn't. It was an okay result. Nice. All right. So going into Worlds next weekend. Universal and Matthew Vanderpool are going to take the win on the men's side for you guys. I I would say yes. I, I I'm mean, not going to pick a podium. I, if he doesn't, it's a shame. Yeah, I, a- I'm picking Wout for the win. I think Wout's got it again. <laughs> I think he's been uh, you know the closest finisher, and I do think Vanderpool is going to get too cocky and do something. You know, like try to tabletop something and you know wipe himself out or flat his tire yeah. two more times than Wout did or whatever it is uh, by well, riding. You never know. That's a lot of control. Last now, year he had a lot of flats, right? Yeah. Now, one of, the big, uh, did, yeah. one of the big controversies is that Kevin Powell's didn't make the world's team for Belgium, yeah. Um, yeah. which is a little, which is a shame for me. Uh, really? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's that. And then here's my next question. I mean, Whoa. you know, making the Belgian world's team is getting a top seven at world's. It's kind of like all the mountain bikers that can't make the Swiss Olympic team. Like, you know, like they could go race for another country and, and be, uh, you know, top 10 yeah. at the Olympics. But yeah. so on the women's side, who's your guys' pick? I'm going to take Katie Compton, um, wide angle podium sponsored rider, uh, America's greatest cycle cross racer of all time. I think that this is her year. And I'd love to see uh, Sane Kant on the podium and uh, PFP um, hopefully can recover. I don't know uh, what you guys have on your uh, takes before we uh, get into um, other things. I mean, I'm going to take her too, just because it's the one I want to win. So. I, uh, man, I think this race is going to be really close, and I think it's going to be a three-horse race uh, this time, especially with PFP and Neff kind of on the sidelines. I think we're going to see uh, Sonicant up there. I think we're going to see Katie Compton up there, and I think we're going to see Eva Lechner up there. Uh, I think any one of them could win, but I'm pulling for Katie. I think she's in the best form of all of them. If she doesn't have any asthma issues, she should be a shoe in to win, but 
you know, if uh, if I can't pick her, I'm gonna. I, I would like to see Eva Lechner win because man, she's it, been so good. It's yeah, it, really good. It, it would be great to see Eva Lechner win. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. So uh, we will definitely be tuning in. That's next Sunday, same as uh, or it's a Saturday. The women on Saturday and then the men on Sunday or same day. I don't know. No, you guys remember the same day. Okay. All right, and then I think uh, both same day. and we'll go take a look at that. And um, yeah, so how did K-Pow not make the thing, dude? Dan Soat made it. That's bull. Tim. That dude's been so uh, good this year. He's been good, but K-Pow hey, has been more consistent. Can we? Uh, what he's do you like guys think? Uh, years younger. Can we talk about? Uh, Who cares? Real, he's more consistent. He's better. Real quick, other American racers. <laughs> Stephen Hyde. Will he be in the top twenty at Worlds? In your guys' uh, quick uh, hot take opinion. Yeah, he's gonna be nineteenth. Sixteenth, right. baby. Sixteenth, baby. And then on the women's side, how do we feel about um, Kelly, uh, Caitlin Keough? Sorry, um, and then also uh, Ellen Noble and some of our uh, junior racers. Any uh, predictions on that side? Mm, I got no predictions when it comes to juniors. I I know nothing. I put both Katie Keough and Ellen Noble squeaking into the top ten. No, oh, that'd be fantastic. Um, that's definitely uh, American cyclocross future is there, um, and hopefully we can get to the uh, top step before uh, those uh, evil British cycler- cyclists will. Oh yeah, <laughs> there all we right. go. Here's the thing, Spencer. Cross results. You tell me all the time. It is where you go for your cross results. Top victim of Kevin Paul's, Dan, Don Soaked. I agree. I'm just saying he is he's a hundred years younger. Anyway, we have to go to a pre lap. You're the oldest one here. Hey, this is Zach McDonald, DJ the one and only Louisville phone party, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Alright. <clears throat> Guys, we got some good news. Once again, we are sponsored by Endura Sport and their 20% off wide angle 20 coupon code. So you can go to endurasport.com and uh, get the gear that you need to prepare for the spring riding season. We talked about it earlier. Fat bike cops all over downtown Minneapolis probably rocking the Endura baggies because it has all the pockets. I don't know if you listen probably to Crosshairs are. Radio for their um, Cross Nationals recap. Mm-hmm. Bill talking about how the Humvee short is the short of choice for him when he's out on um, uh, taking photos and uh, doing all his reporting from the Mountain Bike World Cups across the globe. This is the, the, the product you need. It's a baggy short. I recommend it. You can wear it off the bike and on the bike. And you don't look like a total uh, noob out there in your spandex while you're riding mountain bikes. So that's that's my <laughs> product of the week uh-huh. for the uh, Endura sponsorship. Go to endurasport.com, wide angle 20. It's the gear that Danny McCaskill's riding when he's jumping off of buildings. It's the gear that Alejandro Valverde is wearing on the podium. And it's the gear that the Cervelo Bigla team is uh, wearing when they're also on the podium. So uh, check it out. Mm-hmm. It's also yeah. the gear that uh, makes wide-angle podium kits. Uh, we chose them uh, for their custom uh, stuff. They brought the the uh, the custom uh, program over to the U.S., and so we're uh, we're taking advantage of that, and we're going to get some World Tour level kits made uh, with the wide-angle podium logos all over it, and we're going to have uh, we're going to get send some to Katie Compton and stuff, and it's going to be awesome. 
and you guys are going to be real jealous. And I think we're going to have maybe two or three kits left over when all is said and done. So there might be a very limited selection of very limited sizes. Um, so you guys might want to watch the site when those show up. Should be uh, around the end of February, early March. So uh, we'll let you know. Nice. Yeah. And it's uh, great stuff. So go to endurasport.com. And use the coupon code WIDEANGLE20. You enter the coupon code at the end of the process mm-hmm. after you enter in your uh, credit card info, all that. And it's going to be shipped to you. And I also believe it's free shipping if your order is over 50 bucks. So, uh, you know, throw another pair of socks in there. And before you know it, <laughs> you know, you get some uh, free shipping as well. So there you have it. We'd also like to thank Health IQ, which has signed back up to be another sponsor with us once again because of what you've been able to do. So go to healthiq.com slash slow ride, enter, uh, you know, answer the questionnaire, fill out some info and look at saving some money on your life insurance. It's time to be an adult. When you save money on your life insurance, you're taking care of your family. You're taking care of everyone around you. Health IQ takes into account that you're a healthy individual and it's a great way to save money because you're not a liability to the system, right? You're, you're, you're mm-hmm. going to live a little bit longer. So it's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the the thing we need you to do is head over to healthiq.com slash slow ride and see if you qualify. Um, you can learn more. You can get a free quote. It's super easy. Uh, if you score elite on their quiz, you save a ridiculous amount um, right off the bat. And it's it's not an easy quiz, but it's, it's not that hard. I think you guys can do it. Um, and, you know, just head over there, check it out, see what they're all about. Um, they can they can guarantee they can save you some money because you guys are doing the work. You guys are putting in the the miles on Zwift like little guy and uh, yeah, you know, really catching those virtual opponents <laughs> and that can save you money. And it, you'd be mm-hmm. you'd be silly not to. So head on over to healthiq.com/slowride. Let them know we sent you and uh, do yourself a favor. Yeah, thanks a lot for all your support of our sponsors, and uh, we appreciate it. And finally, just a reminder, we do have a Wide Angle Podium app. You can get it in the Google Play Store or in the Apple Store, the iTunes Store. Just download it, and uh, you have an app. It's going to be a great way to figure out what is the new podcast. As an example, I use that app to discover the newest episode of Laser Radio, where they speak mm-hmm. to the uh, the organizer of the old Coors Light Classic Fantastic. Check it out. Um, Laser Radio is a, uh, a sleeper hit on the Wide Angle Podium Network, and uh, that show with Brad Soner um, was fantastic. So uh, go to yeah. the app, download it, and then you'll be able to uh, check it out. It's very good. All right. And, uh, guys, let's get back to the show. Dan Chavnoff, and I ride for the Richard Sachs cyclocross team, and I hate listening to the Slow Ride podcast every week. We have a one review this week. It comes to us from AdClaw. So close. I love this podcast. Hands down, the best cycling podcast. But there's one thing missing. More fixed gears. The sport is growing, and the riders give for awesome talk. Get to it. Now, guys, after reading a review like that, how many stars mm-hmm. do you think that Ad Claw gave us <laughs> saying that we are the best cycling podcast, hands down, but we're just missing fixed gear coverage? Hmm. Three. Nope. I'm going to go, go with four. Sorry. Oh, oh, I'm going to go with four. I'm going to go with ah, four. Well. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> Four stars, Spencer. You read my mind. Four Nailed stars. It. I got to say, Adclaw must uh, hasn't been here since uh, day one because uh, we provide some in-depth coverage to the Red Hook Criterium. Mm-hmm. In fact, we sent an intrepid reporter to the Red Hook Criterium who even yep, tried to true. qualify for the finals and uh, didn't make it. But uh, we sent someone there. I don't know of any other podcast that has reported from on-site of the biggest fixed gear race of them all. That's that's a pretty true fact. <laughs> I'll tell you, a, uh, they all went a lot faster than I was prepared to go. Uh, that's that's about all I can say on that. Um, I need I need a better bike. All right, so we've got a <laughs> slew of that Twitter was the mentions. Bike, was it? Oh, wow, the bike. Well, maybe you need some. Uh, some better gearing. We got a slew of Twitter mentions and a slew of uh, emails to get through. So let's get right to it. Brian Destro hit us up and he says, Dearest Slow Ride Pod, what's your favorite 80s television show opening credit? And then he provided a video of Miami Vice that was interjected, interspersed with uh, Education First Kit with that ugly pink uh, shoulder riff that little guy has. So little guy, what's your favorite 80s TV show opening credit? Uh, whew, on the spot, man. I'm a, I guess I'll just go say by the bell. Say by the oh, bell. That's not, pretty good one. I don't even think that's in the 80s. Fly in and out. It might be the early bell. 90s. Uh, well, I'll do some research <laughs> while you. No, you I don't, don't need know, to do Spencer, that. Spencer, what's yours? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 80s. So I'll give you a little bit of time, Spencer. I'm just gonna go ahead and say my favorite opening credit okay. is Alf, because oh. in Alf, the whole time you're like, is he gonna get the cat? Is he gonna <laughs> finally eat the cat? Pretty sure he's not. He's trying. And there's really an hard. extraterrestrial. Right. There's an extraterrestrial there. So then you can easily tie that into like any s- cycling team in the late '90s, early 2000s. Sure, sure. You know, so like sure. there's kind of that I'm going for. So what about you, Spencer? What do you got? Um, I guess I'm gonna have to go with a team. You know, like you need some action. You need some attacks. You need some. And- you need the A squad. Like you don't want to bring the B team if you're uh, if you're you know heading out to the races. So. Uh, yeah. And it's got a van. It does have a van. One of the most the important van. cycling vans. Yeah. There are. Jason Welber hits us up. I still can't believe the little guy was so concerned that uh, his van wouldn't last past the first round <laughs> overall. That's from Jason Welber. This is a response to our cycling well, Jason, draft. This is cool a cool van. <clears throat> but were you really concerned that we were going to steal a van there, little guy? That that van? Hey. You don't you don't want to mess around when there's a you when are, there's a van that hot on the chopping block. You friend. are oddly specific though. Like you could have taken any van or all vans. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, the rules. I mean, as I stated before, the rules were a little fuzzy. I wasn't 100 percent sure, and I just wanted to make sure I had the cutest van. I thought one of you guys sure. might take a different van. I wanted to have the cutest van. I mean, so. Um, you also got Vanderpool, so you got two of the cutest vans out there. Oh, I know, man. Both, both so my van, one of my riders, and my transport had dimples. Yeah. So. <laughs> we got a, a, a tweet from uh, Follow Adam, and he says, Hey, you know, if you're looking for content, this would be fun to talk about. And it's basically a video of a guy that's the local like uh, YouTube cycling legend in Australia. And he has this YouTube video where he's riding up a climb – and oh, is it a BMC rider, rider comes over. A BMC rider comes over him and turns around, and you can't hear what the BMC rider says. Yeah, and he claims it's Richie Port saying, "Get the <laughs> you know, get the f off my wheel." 
And then this guy Mate. challenges Richie Port to a duel over the Strava KOM, and Richie Port sits up. It was great stuff if you ever want to check it out. Uh, so Richie Port, <laughs> are you guys surprised that he would swear at someone that was uh, you know, on his wheel going up the climb? No, who sent us the, who sent us this one? This was from Follow Adam. At Follow Adam oh, yeah. on Twitter. I've, so I, I think I know yeah, the, the YouTube youtuber he's talking about and i've watched some of those videos and uh i think i would probably say the same thing to that guy but so i'm not really not gonna really fall richie though those are funny it's like durian rider or something they're funny the guy's insane he talks about eating bananas a lot um and we're gonna get to bananas in just a second ivan oh, yep wow. hits us up and says Didn't hey know. slow ride pod what am i supposed to do if someone showed up to a ride wearing bibs over their jersey bulging pockets and everything now we talked about how do you tell someone that they have sheer see-through shorts on last week's episode of the podcast what are you supposed to do if someone has their bibs over a jersey yvonne um, who has won a signed Heimar zubeldia jersey from the slow ride pod so she needs some help here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i uh, mean Spencer, you want to take this uh, one? i've never run into this so i don't know what i would do I mean, I've seen I've seen the photos of of evidence that it happens, but I can't imagine that it that those weren't staged, you know. Because I mean, it's pretty obvious. You look at the photos, you look, you see the you know other people on the ride, and they all have it done the other way. I don't understand how it even happens. I think I think you just try your damnedest to drop that person on the ride. I, I don't think there's hope for them. So you don't even say something. I would ask them for something out of their pocket. Oh, like, hey, um, <laughs> hey, can I, um, my phone's not working. Can you pull out your phone real quick? And, and then they're like strap, you know, hitting their straps. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, weird. I guess it's working now. And then you pull yours out and, you know, you're good. Um, Eric Griffin <laughs> hits us up on Twitter and says, hey, <laughs> slow ride pod, just 25 days till Umloop. So right around the corner, everything is going to be looking yeah. good. And uh, Lisa Smith doubled up and said, yeah, but we have the Abu Dhabi tour to look forward to, which is uh, a little bit uh, nerve-wracking, mm-hmm. as we all know. But um, let's see here. Uh, oh, I spoke about this earlier. Uh, Greg uh, G8KCAB on Twitter says, hey, Jen Krantz, who sent us the infamous picture of the banana tucked into the shorts of a rider on A1A. Greg was riding A1A, and he said, you know what? I found proper snack shortage on A1A this morning, um, but the rider was from Canada, so he was a little disappointed. So there is a <laughs> banana sighting in A1A in the pocket, so not everyone in South Florida rides with it just in the back of their uh, their Lycra shorts. That's good to know. I'm glad we got that news. cleared up. The other yeah. big news we got, um, this was probably the biggest news of the week that was tweeted at us on multiple occasions, BK1 the purveyor of our opening and closing music mm-hmm. was used on a transition on NPR's All Thing Considered. And someone had even uh, took it on a, and sent it to us via Instagram. And there's a comment from uh, NPR radio that is like the uh, the looking eyes emoji. Like, yeah, we see you, <laughs> kind of. That was pretty awesome to see. So congratulations to BK1 for uh, getting his yeah. uh, music on the uh, you know one of the more popular radio shows. Yeah, so... I mean, BK is a big, uh, big deal in Minneapolis as far as music and radio is concerned. So if you guys don't know, he does have his own radio show uh, there that he runs. So you guys can look that up and check it out if you like, uh, if you like the intro and outro to this program. Uh, it's good stuff. Now, we didn't talk about it this uh, past week or on this podcast so far yet, 
But we finally, as we tweeted, we have the Vout Van Art versus Stednick's Dybar and Lars Boom showdown at Paris mm-hmm. Roubaix. And Stuart Gregg asks oh, us yeah. the big question who's going to run Canties? None of them. None of them, okay. And then Florian Abrahamson says, you know what? Matthew Vanderpool needs to get signed to a better road team. And I kind of yeah. agree with that. Wouldn't it be great to see him also in the uh, in that uh, throwdown? It'd be perfect. I mean, he does. Amazing. Yeah, but I, I he's he's hooked his uh, his cart to the uh, the mountain bike horse, as it were. Um, but jumping back just a minute, I think there's a, uh, there's always a small chance Lars Boom might use some cantilever brakes. Oh, that'd be a thing of beauty, especially yeah. if he wins with cantilever brakes. That'd be I mean, great. His team rides <laughs> Bianchi. Be <laughs> you don't think they've got they've figured it out this may yeah. not have the technology yeah um, that's true bright letter one uh hits us up and says hey zwift can't wait for the slow ride pod group ride it's going to be a, a awesome experience and we are super excited and you know the holding point i didn't think little guy was ever going to get on zwift so i need to step my acting gear because now it looks like i'm the one that we're all waiting for so we'll get it together and the final yeah. tweet of the week comes from colin reuter who was responding to the tweet that Greg LeMond is in yet another lawsuit. And Colin's uh, tweet was, can we talk about the guys that have bought the domain name com, And then that's what the lawsuit is over. This, these, this group <laughs> really? in Minnesota, these two guys in Minnesota, father and son, have bought 60 domain names that all have Greg nice. LeMond's name in there. And he is now Geniuses. suing them, another lawsuit. But one of them is com, which is pretty hilarious in my opinion like what a hor- like wh- who- why would anyone ever need to buy that like who- like well, if you're you gonna just squat on and that, you piss why- him off and then you put some pictures of him getting mad on there and you've you've created content <laughs> for your site all right there you go <laughs> oh i just thought it was uh, pr- pretty funny to see um you know it's greg lamont gonewild.com he's probably the nicest uh, professional cyclist i've ever come across so uh you know mm-hmm. it is what it is and then uh, we have a, a few emails real quick that we're going to get into. Um, and don't we have, uh, don't we have a, a, a Floyd Landis story um, that was We do. And that is exactly what I'm pulling up. Thanks for reminding me, Spencer. This one comes to us from Gary, and he says, In your last podcast, you guys referred, referred to a video about climbing with Floyd Landis and Dave Zabriskie. I got to do it all at Leadville last year. I was assigned to the last starting corral. As I got in through the lottery, I had heard that you could possibly get a better starting position because of the congestion on the first climb if I contacted the organizers and presented my results. I thought five dirty Kansas finishes might move me up the couple corrals, so I sent my request in. I was told to submit my professional racing license. I don't have a professional racing license, so I just sent in my USA racing license instead to see if I could get away with it. Evidently, the organizers weren't paying attention, and I got moved up into the first starting corral with the pros. I have no business being anywhere near pros in any bike race, much less a mountain bike race, and I got my wheels blown off immediately. But Floyd and Dave were just great to be around, so I ended up riding behind them on the first climb. They seemed like nice guys, and he's got some great pictures, so Gary Owen sent us that in. What a great story that the people behind Leadville didn't even look at the professional racing license. I recommend anybody going to Leadville to send in your USA Cycling <laughs> yeah, license. Totally. You might just get through. <laughs> yeah, hot tip. Hot ah, tip cool. indeed. Um, Gavin Ad- Adkins hits us up and he says, hey, report from your Australian listener. A couple things. 
The Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race was on this afternoon, and I reckon it is consistently a good race to watch with a genuinely exciting final. The name needs work, but the race is dis- the race is solid. Discuss. You guys ever going to watch the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race? <sighs> it sounds I have so not ever epic. Watched it. The Great. <laughs> I mean, Cadell Evans. It might be good. Oceanic Road Race. That is a title. Holy oh. crap. It's a pretty big one. Um, he, uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch it just because of the time of year. It's before the uh, Umloop uh, line in the sand. Also, Larry Warbass was there in his new U.S. champion kit on the one chain ring. Looked pretty sweet. Heard he was running a 44 tooth in, in the front, and then in the back was a 932. So uh, mm. all your gear, gear inch nerds can start doing all that. And then he sent another link of a sweet French aluminum road bike. Um, always great to hear from our listeners. And let's just get to one more <laughs> final. Wait, wait, what's the bike? What's the bike? I'll send it to you over in the Instagram. Because Prentice Barry hits us up with probably oh, one yes. of the coolest uh, eBay uh, finds. So Prentice out of Pensacola, crushing it with the email of the week right before the wire. Hey, guys. On eBay right now, Rafa Team Sky Trousers, Chris Froome's personal pair, Team Issue. <laughs> so, wow, guys, what really would weird. you guys put as the buy it now for these? Remember, they're Rafa trousers. Mm-hmm. What what would you say the price is going to be? And for bonus points, what size waist do you think these uh, these jeans are? These Ooh, Chris Froome okay. worn Whoa. jeans. Got it. That's tough. Do we know what time of year he wore these pants? <laughs> We don't. Uh, no, we do. Because I bet he balloons to like a twenty-six in the offseason. Now, Tim, I need a, I need one clarification. Are these in? Uh, uh, is this auction in pounds or is it in U.S. dollars? It is in U.S. dollars. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. Let me give you the description. These were never made for retail sale. Nobody else owns a pair unless they were a Team Sky rider, a true collector's dream. You know, bit away. Yep. That that is the description. Looks in decent shape here. No. Um, they do not have Chris Froome's name on them at all. So like they, they could be, you know, pulling a fast one on us, and uh, you know, yeah. just saying that they're, they're Chris Froome. Poles. But yeah. you know, um, huh? but these are yeah. these are trousers. No indi- they're not they're no, not jeans though. No indication of how much of Chris Froome's like mojo, climbing mojo is in those jeans. No, there is not. Oh, no. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. Price is right. Style um, can't go over uh, four hundred fifty dollars, and I'm gonna say the waist is a thirty. Little guy, okay. what do you got? Oh, whoa! I'm gonna say the waist is a twenty-eight, and they're gonna go a hundred and five dollars. Well, you're both are right in a way. So, little guy, they are in fact size twenty-eight. Um, you're correct Ooh. there. Spencer is closest Dang. to the price. The what? Buy it now offer. The buy it now is four hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh my god! That's so much money. <laughs> and that Come finishes this week. That finishes this week's segment of Prices Right Corner on the Slow Ride Podcast. <laughs> that is too much money. What would somebody pay for a actual little guy? bike? Why don't you why don't you try and sell your pants on eBay and see what the slow ride podcast listeners think they're worth? <laughs> That's a really good idea. Yeah. Um all right. 
Yeah, at some point this next week, I'll post a pair of pants, and you guys should bid for them. It'll be, it'll be cool. I, you know, like we said, I mean, Tim's got a bike shop, bike swap coming up. I got one mm-hmm. coming up. A little extra cash in my pocket uh, to so, go to the swap with would be much appreciated. So, mm-hmm. so let's end it right here, right? We're going to end it with a little bit of bike swap talk. There is a big bike swap coming up here in Orlando. We got guys, weeks, though, I so posted we a. I posted a picture the other day. Spencer, you loved the picture. Um, it is when I wear my Team Z World Championship jersey that I picked up mm-hmm. um, in Asheville, North Carolina. I have a sweet Fossa Bordelow cap on, and I also have a, um, a man purse, like a fanny pack made out of uh, cycling caps. It is my official bike swap uniform because when you're looking for World Championship deals at the bike swap – Come uh-huh. to the world champion table. That is my table. I am going to have all the deals. So if you're in around Orlando, Florida on February 10th, the day before the Doc Hollywood, come to Orange Cycle. I'm going to have a lot of great stuff there. You're not mm-hmm. going to want to miss it. World mm-hmm. Championship Stripes. Guys, it's all about the identity and the presentation. I'm not even going to have – I'm not even going to price things. I'm going to put it right, on the wow. table and I'm going to say – Make an offer. I'm going to tell me what you think that's worth. I'm going to have a conversation when the little guy comes over and he's going to get nervous and I'm going to (laughs) outdeal the shifty little guy because he's going to be like, oh my God, he's going to panic. And so there you go. That's my style at the bike swap. You can't be beat when you, when you're going up against the world champion, but you're going to see saving a lot of money. Come see me. (laughs) I hate tables that don't price stuff. I, but I have it in a ledger. Don't even, don't even, um, Make an offer because I, I just don't want to deal with it. And it, I feel like the the non-price such tables a are always the crazy people who you get an Altegra rear derailleur and you say uh, twenty bucks, and they're like, "Oh no, no, I need at least 60 And you're like, "Okay, you're nuts." Um, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the crazy people. Mm-hmm. Are you it's, crazy? Do you have a bunch of crazy price stuff? Do you, you still just... have that 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 tri-spoke front wheel? No, I, I turned that. that I turned that. Um, I. This year I'm a little light on stuff. I am going to be moving. <laughs> I am going to be bringing – and I may label oh, the price geez. on this bike. I am bringing Sarah's Gilmore to the oh, to the bike swap. So. 24-inch front wheel, oh. 650 in the back, coaster brake, track bike. The uh, the seat the seat post, which is a campy aero seat post, may be seized in the uh, seat tube. Uh, hasn't <laughs> moved in a couple of years, but you know, just put some uh, anti-seize on there. Yeah. I, I'm hoping to get a minimum 75 bucks for this. I think that that is a fantastic deal. Handmade yeah. by uh, Doug Gilmore of the Toronto well, Maple Leafs. And, uh, okay. The Gilmore Girls. And uh, <laughs> you're not going to miss that. There's going to be so many other deals. Guys, you know yeah. what I'm looking for at the bike swap? I'm looking for a set of Spinergies. I want Spinergies that are then going to go on a Klein road bike that I'm also hoping to buy at the bike swap. Okay. But wow, I am of the opinion the now. Oh yeah, I'm the opinion now that because you can't buy Kleins anymore at a decent price on eBay. They're too high. No, the the yeah. jerks, We've the dozens that. of listeners, the dozen dozens of listeners that listen to our podcast have inflated the Klein market. It's true. What is your must? What What are you looking for at a bike swap, Spencer? Like when you're going, what is it that you want? Like if you saw it, you would buy it. I don't. I don't know until I see it. That's the problem. But it's uh, definitely it's there. The same way. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a. It's more of a state of mind than it is like an actual thing that I need. Like I'm going to see it and I'm going to know that that's what I need. And I'm going to know that I'll pay any price for it. But I am going to haggle the hell out of whoever owns it. Oh, yeah. And get it, like, get it for 
about two thirds at minimum of what they priced it at. Yeah. So I, I always looked for the gold plated components. Remember I had like those Mavic yeah, was, bar and stem. You were very yeah. tacky. Yes. Yeah. That's, very, that's what I was looking for. So <laughs> yep. I moved on to the Spinergies. Um, little guy, what, what is it that you're looking for? Um, I, I'm kind of in the Spencer boat. I have a lot of things I'm sort of looking for, yeah. but nothing I really need. What I like, I need is, uh, I need a multi-tool. It's not very exciting, but I should buy like a multi-tool and I should buy, uh, I have one pads. I can send you. Yeah. I feel like yeah, you should <laughs> be able in to fact, find one of those kicking around the house. I will pull one out of my collection that I'm going to be selling. Well, I have, I have a multi-tool. I just, I just broke my... My chain, like the little chain tool broke on the multi-tool I have, so I just need a new one. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of with Spencer. Like, I'm I'm walking around, and then I'm suddenly I'm back at the, the table where I started, and I've spent 50 bucks, and I've got a whole bunch of stuff I don't need. Yeah. Well, see, um, I, you know what gets me? You know what my uh, my Achilles heel is or my, uh, you know, the, the thing that just ruins my plans is someone will always have, like, a uh, – a goofy wool jersey of some kind that means yeah. nothing, or they have a um, like a DVD that I thought would be cool because I I would think that you guys would think it's cool, and I'm like, hey guys, I bought this, and you're like, really, you bought that for what? And I'm like, yeah, it's awesome, <laughs> like we can all watch it together, and then you'd be like, yeah, yeah. sure, I don't have a DVD player, so yeah. this year I'm going to be selling a lot of DVDs, wow, this is vintage swap. <laughs> but I'm going to be selling a lot of DVDs. But here's the kicker: I'm going to include yeah. a DVD player. Oh. Wow. So that's I think that oh. that's a world championship deal. Because, but here's how I'm going to do it: I'm going to have all of the the DVDs out, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. pitching them, right? And then what are the people going to say? What what's someone going to say in today's day and age? Yeah, I uh, guess someone won't have a DVD. Player. Someone's going to say I don't have a DVD player, and I say, oh wait, but there's more. And then I reach out and I pull out the DVD player, put it on the table, and say, how about now? Yeah, I'll wow. include. And then I caught free. them. I've kind of caught them that then they're going to mm-hmm. have to buy some DVDs because I've answered their <laughs> one objection. Uh-huh. See, this is this is why in the world it's, it's foolproof, is what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. flawless. Yeah. I can't wait to report back. Yeah, I can't wait That's, to hear. That so, is foolproof. If you have um, bike swap needs wow. or finds, make sure you uh, tweet us at the Slow Ride Pod, and we would uh, love to hear about them. All right. Yeah. All right. And with that, I think it's time to uh, wrap up the show. I would personally like to thank each and every one of our listeners of the podcast. Um, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes and uh, subscribe if you'd like. And we'd also like to thank Endura for their sponsorship. Go to endurasport.com. Mm-hmm. Use the coupon code WIDEANGLE20 to save 20% on your next purchase. And we'd like to thank healthiq.com slash slowride for their continued support of the podcast. Save some money on your life insurance by heading over there and uh, answering a few questions. And with that, I'm Tim in Orlando, Florida. I'm Matt in the continuing hellscape of Super Bowl (laughs) land. And this is Spencer in Boston. Uh, We will see you on the Greenway. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Yep. Well, 
I mean, if I was going to be at the swap, I think the the one thing I'm not going to sell the priceless item is the um, George Hincapie Paris Roubaix. 